Hey everybody, it's the Bean. Welcome to Jack of All Games. I thought you were going with Adeptus. No, 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 no. That's once we're okay. getting <laughs> past the intro. So yes, hi, I'm the Bean. Uh, this is Jack of All Jack of All Games podcast. You can find us at all or most social media under Jack of Most Games because Jack of All Games was already taken, sadly. So. Yeah, here's our other host for the show. Now that I've made you completely uncomfortable doing this intro. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Thank you. Hello, I am Justin, a.k.a. Macross, the Tau player. Okay, so for this episode, this is a little bit special for me. This is one of my favorite subjects in the whole wide world. Uh, once again, we're working on getting to play a game. We just got the full setup for it. Um... Today we're doing an episode on Warhammer 40k, so we just got the Elite Edition, we just got the paints, I'm not sure, maybe I might get him to work on the models with me today. Oh, that's the plan, I planned on working on some of the models, but we gotta make a choice now. Okay. Model working or magic? Listen, if I can keep you for a few extra hours after the podcast, we can do one game of the 60 and then we can work a little bit on modeling, we can at least make one model. Yeah, I could get behind that. Now, are you going to want to work one model uh, put-togethers and paints? No, 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 no. Paint's going to be a whole other project altogether. Oh, okay, so we're just cutting We're just cutting tines and uh, <coughs> or cutting uh, strows? Sprues. Sprues? Thank you. Yeah, we're cutting them off of the sprues and just putting one together. I am not a model guy. Yeah, and, well, I've been building models for... Well, I just started doing Gundam models for the last about eight months but i've done model cars and stuff like that for no he says eight months but he has done like 10 years worth of models in eight months i've only got 16 yeah the last dude you heard about talking about him no 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 that's the last guy i read there are other people out there that have more i was just giving that was one example where it's like i've seen some people say it's like yeah i've been collecting for five years and i've got four models now, I can see why some of these guys have been collecting for five years and have only four models, because some of them are pricey. So you're saving up time, you're putting a lot of time and effort into that, you're making sure this thing looks beautiful, because you just dropped six, seven, eight hundred dollars on this fucking model. Right, that one-fourth scale or whatever that was? Yeah, that one-sixtieth? Uh, yeah, the one-sixth, no... They, they have them... Okay, so what you can normally... Uh, anyways, we're getting completely off topic already, and we just started the show. Well, it is tangential. Yeah, alright. But anyway... We started talking about models, but... Yes. I am not a model builder at, at all. My first set of models is going to be Warhammer 40k models. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm sorry, I've always figured if I'm going to start you off into an addiction, start you with the largest dose you can start. Yeah, you... Plastic heroin. Yes. Yes, Jeez. very much so. Now, there's something personal, or there's something I personally wanted to uh, put out there just simply because I've been listening to this particular podcast. I can certainly agree with Adeptus Ridiculous to a certain point about Cleveland being corn, uh, corn territory. Okay, you... you yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're, we're we're Ohio native. 
So we'll cover that here in a minute in case you don't understand what that means. So, all right. Shout out to AdRec. Yes, I can agree. Cleveland is goddamn cornate uh, territory. So, let, quick overview. So, what Warhammer 40K is, if you don't already know, is it's a board game generally based between two armies of opposing factions. Um, there's five, I believe, major fa- four major factions. You have the Tau, Tyranids, Necrons, and the Imperium. And Eldar. the Eldari. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say you're missing the Eldar. Yeah. Orcs. Okay, so six. There's probably a, there's probably a few more, but I have not... No, no, those are the major, like... Oh, major players. Major, major players. players yeah. Galactic influences within. Um, it is a board game, but it is not just a board game. It's a video game series. It's a TV series now with the introduction of Warhammer Plus, which just came out a couple days ago. Warhammer Plus? Yeah, it's a streaming service. From what I've read, it's... Eh... Listen, I haven't watched it. I haven't seen anything on it. If you've seen the Adeptus Astartes clips, have you seen those? No. Oh, you're in for a treat, my man. This this guy did such a good job at a fan-made um, CGI miniseries. Mini they're like five minutes. They're like minute and a half clips, maybe five minutes. I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. He did such a good job that Games War Workshop hired him to work for them on their animation. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That could also be part of their big whole copyright thing that they've got going on right now. Right, and you know, instead of filing a lawsuit, you might as well hire him. He's pretty damn good. Uh, right, you know, so... Pull his pull his whole line under branding and just say, hey, there we go. Hey, guess what? And we're making money again. You, you, you've seen that TikTok, dude, where he's just like, where he's doing the ad-libs after doing a rail? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Money. That's all I hear in my head every time I think. Yeah, he's all, we're going to make a whole lot of fucking money. Yeah, that's the dude. That's the dude. So, yeah, it's a board game that generally is based around two armies of opposing factions consisting of anywhere from 500 points to 2,000 points, which is tournament standard. Um... They also do have smaller versions of the game called Kill Teams, which are generally a five-squad team uh, with objectives and stuff like that. Now, you got to explain, like, what do you mean by points? Uh, points is... Ho- okay, so each figurine, or each model is dis- uh, designated certain amount of points based on the items it has equipped, such as chainswords, uh, bolter options, or pistol options... And uh, what type of armor they use or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um, it's also based on not just that, but if you have tanks, how much the tanks are worth, how much the bikes are worth. You, so yeah, yeah. it's your overall accumulated total of firepower. You know, it's kind of like your the Imperium Guard is what uh, ten Imperial Guards is what like thirty points or something. Something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure. I know that custodies are some of the cheapest to make because it's like 500 points is like 12 models or something like that yeah yeah so not a whole lot of work needs to be done for a for, for a formative team right and if you versus like going and deciding hey i'm going to build an army of krieg yeah or orcs it's like i was listening once again to this other podcast and 
they pretty much rally, uh, rallied it out to me, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like $700 for what, a 500 point army? Yeah, because there's so many Kriegsmen that go into an uh, into it's each also regiment. A, it's also a discontinued series. Yeah, Forge World no longer makes them. Which is a bitch. I liked, I liked that group. Yeah, Forge World is a unique line of models that comes out of Games Workshop, I believe. I know they're sold in conjunction with them. If you go on the Games Workshop website, they are listed along with it. I want to see. I want to see if Forge World has their own website. So. So let me ask you a question. How'd you get introduced to the series? You. Damn! No hesitation. <laughs> nothing. Just straight. Well, okay. So. Yes, it was you, but like my first. Like, no introduction to nothing. Like, I went into GameStop and bought uh, a Warhammer 40k Nintendo DS game. Completely blind. Okay. I was like, ooh, Warhammer. That's a weapon. I'm gonna buy it. Okay. And what were your, what was your impression on it? I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, most Warhammer games. Not all. Not all. There are... But then, then again, that is also subjective. I am a big fan of a game that most people thought was complete trash. So well, even D and D players are turning their nose up. Like you play Warhammer on the board. Yeah, look, that's one of those games where even nerds are ashamed to admit they play. Right. I mean, right. it's becoming a lot more common nowadays. But well, and also, so that I can't remember what that Warhammer game was <coughs> called for the DS. Ooh, that sounded tasty. Yeah, no, sorry, I had something in my throat, my bad. You're good. I'll give you, I'll put something in your throat later, too. Listen, if I wanted my comeback, I'd tell you to spit it out. <laughs> if I wanted my comeback, I'd wipe it off your, ch your chin. This is not the test audio. <laughs> okay, go, go. <laughs> anyway, when I was playing it, I, I kept thinking, when I, w I, I played maybe two, three hours of the game. Right. When I was playing it, I, I kept thinking to myself, this is not suited for a Nintendo DS. So I didn't really get a fair introduction to 40K. Okay, that... that... My, my next introduction was uh, Vermintide. Okay, so that's more of their fantasy side. Yeah, I went, I went from like sci-fi space marines to their high fa fantasy. And okay. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Vermintide. That was a fun little... I guess you could call it a slasher. Yeah. Yeah, I think we played a couple times together, didn't we? Yeah, we uh, we had you haul your Xbox and TV over to my house, and we all just posted up in the living room. Old. Back when I lived on, uh, back when I lived in that duplex. Yeah, old school land party. Yeah, yeah, we went old school land party with it without the actual cables. Yeah. We all just posted up on the internet and said we're gonna play Vermintide. Yep. Which, like, we did a lot of that with Diablo, but I'm not going to sidetrack any further. It's in the same realm, but yeah. Right, so my next actual, like, full introduction to Warhammer, or my next actual, like, step in Warhammer was to go play um, Vermintide. Okay. So I got a little, a little taste of both. Um... And then you stepped in and started having me listen to the lore, and I thoroughly enjoyed the lore. Okay. So, um, where do I go next from this? Recently, I picked up both of the Dawn of War games. Okay. Which, I'm getting my shit kicked in. Yeah, they were... I'm fighting for my fucking life, man! 
They're a bit difficult sometimes. Oh, uh, even on easy difficulty, it's just I don't know quite the steps to take for uh, um, resource management. Gotcha. I end up not being able to produce enough resources, and then the uh, the opposing faction just wipes my ass off the board. Yeah, it tends to happen sometimes. I haven't really gotten to play much. I've been kind of busy. Like I said, I've been working on my models, as you saw. I just finished my death sites not too long ago, and I'm waiting on another one at the, as we speak. Right, right. And I just I just had a kid, so like, there's no yeah. there's no video games right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm lucky enough to do the podcast, and that's because I said. I am setting this side, this time aside. Yeah, I, I've already told my girl this is. Listen, this is my nerd day. If you hear, <laughs> bi-monthly, I get this day. I get this every two weeks. Yeah, this is my one day every two weeks. So. Yeah. Bi-weekly, sorry. Yeah, not bi-monthly. I was gonna say, man, that's a long. Bi-weekly, I get <clears throat> this. I get this day, but that is my introduction to Warhammer. Okay. Is mostly mostly it came from you. Yeah, I'm a bad influence. I got him, I got him back into magic. I got him back. I got him into this. Right. It was like I had put down Magic the Gathering because, like, let's be honest, you're you're never uh, you never make enough money to satisfy a Magic the uh, a Magic the Gathering hobby. No, it's another one of those. It's cardboard crack. Right, but this time we're doing like plastic heroin. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, so my introduction to it was, um, I was over at a friend's house one night, we were hanging out, and, uh, I look up on this bookshelf, I see these two little, red little books. Oh, were they codexes? No, they were actual novellas. Oh, they were the novellas, okay. Yeah, they the short little short stories, they were small little things, I, I could stick them in my pocket and walk with them. I had finished them both in like two days. Not bad. They, they were short. Um, but it was uh, two of the uh, Blood Angel novellas. Which is part of the reason why Blood Angels are my favorite faction. I bet you anything if I would have started with a, uh, a Dark Lord, or a Night Lord's book or a Space Wolves book. I bet you I those would have been my favorites. And you know but, the greatest part is like that video game? The right. DS game? My, the introduction was the goddamn Ultramarines. Yeah. It's fucking Smurfs. Yeah. the I got introduced with the Poster Boys, and I did not like... I don't like the Poster Boys. You know, there's a reason they're the Poster Boys, though, and it's not just because, you know, they're the exam... the, you know, Ultramarines or whatever, but... It, cannot, canonically? canonically speaking... Listen, English is not my first language. Leave me alone. Well, that's why I'm here. I'm the Adeptus Mexicanicus. We're going to explain the lore to that later. Yeah. Alright, so, sorry, for this episode, I am the Adeptus Mexicanicus. Not the bean. No, not the bean. Not today. Jeez. I, I wish I... You know, I was actually so excited to do this podcast after you gave me that title. I actually thought about getting a voice changer and doing that. This is my voice for today. Oh, God. I really thought about it. I really fucking did. I hope you know that. One of them fake voice boxes? Yeah. Wow, that's fucked. I hope you're aware. Do you I... want Do you want the stoma too? No. No. <laughs> as cool as I thought it would be to have when I was young to be able to breathe out of my throat, I'm good on that. So, 
But yeah, no, I started with those two. It was um, the Blood Angels or uh, two of the Blood Angels novellas. Yeah, yeah. And it was um, I swear I'm gonna butcher the titles. Um, Deus Sanguinius and Deus and Carmine. I think you did. Uh, I think you did pretty well. I would have pronounced it Deuce, as in like D E U C E. No, see, I always think of it um, like Deus Machina. Oh, Deuce! I always pronounced it Deuce Ex Machina. No, but it was it's Greek for it's supposed to be the hand of God. Right. So deity Deus. Yeah. You, I've been mispronouncing now, it for years. Now, no, 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 no. I may be mispronouncing it. So don't don't this. Well, Deus makes more sense now that you add the hand of God translation to it. Yeah, you know, Deus Ex Machina, the machine of God, the the machinations of God. It's supposed yeah. to be that get out of jail free card in some impossible way like well uh, the first tr- the first pronunciation i've ever heard of the word deus was in the uh, anime Mir- mirai niki oh uh, they had vo- horrible voice dubbing to begin with yeah fucking bad it wasn't even english version either it was japanese so you're no re- mirai niki is a fucking video game wow mirai niki is a, uh, an rpg maker game no, no, it's not Miraniki Future Diary. I'm not sure, my man. I could have sworn it was the oh, anime. I was th- okay. So I got Miraniki from the anime, and then Yumeniki for the uh, RPG Maker game. Okay. Jesus. See. <laughs> no wonder you want to play Tao. Uh, okay, Weeboo. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. Um. Well, no, I like. I. I okay. Now that you've sent me on this tangential... Okay, uh, let's, let's hear this tangential story. In Destiny, De- D1 and D2, I played a hunter class. Okay. Optimized for sniper. Okay. So, scout rifles, sniper rifles, and rocket launchers. You know what I'm hearing from that? What? You a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, um, okay, in D1, Vault of Glass, right? Right. There's this port, uh, there's part where you have to shoot down oracles. Okay. I had a perfect vantage point, or, oh, uh, one of our other mutual friends would put me up on this, there's a ledge that you have to, that your whole fire team has to jump down. Right. So, he would leave me up on the ledge to pick off all the oracles that I could see while they run off and pick off the rest of the oracles. Right. Every time you get all of the oracles, um more waves and swaths of enemies would show up. Alright. So, how to put it? Every time, I was really fast on the trigger with the sniper rifle. Oh, Oracle! No more Oracle. Just in that split time frame. Okay. So, I have a, I have an affinity with long distance machinations. Shooting. Okay. So, yeah, it's a little bit a little bit weebish. No. A little bit cowardly, no. but No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, honestly, that is smart battle when it comes down to it. Like like think about it, man. You know, the best way not to get killed is, you know, not to be around the fucking enemies when they're dying. Right. So, well, him and the rest of the fire team would would sit there and do all the run and gun, and I'd pick off what I could see and I was damn good at it. Uh, I I can understand that. You always had the uh the long distance in mind, I got you. The the thousand yard stare, you know, which is an actual sniper rifle. Yeah, you know. In D one, 
Yeah. <laughs> now, now Destiny is crap, but I still love it, but it's crap. You know, there's that meme that I see all the time when it comes to Destiny. So this is Destiny, huh? Yeah. When do I have fun? That's the cool part. You don't. No, you dump money into it, but that's that's why I play Tau. Or that's why I want to play Tau. Okay. Is because I have an affinity for long range. I'm really good with long range. Okay. Uh, I, I, I can get behind that. I, I, I'm down with that. So, I, I like Blood Angels. Like I said, it's partially because of this fact, but also the fact that they're, they're one of the... Okay, so, lore-wise, I don't know why they've pointed out that there are three, like, special proto-legions. Okay? So, they... Alright, so, quick. Bob, damn it. Tangenital? Oh, yeah, I gotta give a little bit of background real quick. Okay, background, uh, that's, but, that's, that's fine. I gotta give a little bit of background, Laura, before I can explain part of the... So, I said that they're one of the three proto-legions. There are three... So, there are 18 legions. There were supposed to be 20, but two of them were left blank. They were originally supposed to be for new players to come in and use that spot for one of their own, you know, but... That's kind of become the running joke, you know. You, you, if you claim to be one of the lost legions, people tend to make fun of you because it's uh, the whole, haha, you you want to be a snowflake kind of thing. Now I get it. That was the original purpose behind it, but now it's one of those taboo things, you know. It's been mentioned within the stories and everything else. Like, no one knows what happened to the two missing primarchs. So. There's, I got lost. How did we go from the Blood Angels to the missing Primarchs? I, so there's 18 Primarchs. There yeah. was 20. Yeah, two of them just went poof for, uh, for, you know, mechanically for you to be able to make your own roleplay on it. Right. But nobody wants to do that because you get made fun of because, well, oh, you, yeah, you're one of the special ones, huh? Oh, okay. Because... Yeah. Everyone mentions that they got completely wiped out. No one knows what happened to them. There's like two or three mentions within the lore. There's like snippets where it's like, you don't want to end up like a brother. Silence. You know we're not supposed to speak of them. So you don't know what happened to them. They just poofed. I mean, like the only thing that I would assume that would get them expunged from the record would be like patricide. But the emperor was still alive, though. Attempted patricide. But see, even Ho- okay, so even Horace didn't. But see, there's a hall that has the statue that has statues for every Primarch. Yeah. Every Primarch that went rogue. So there was eighteen Primarchs. Eight went rogue. Eight went. Eight stayed loyal. There's only like four active prim or four Primarchs left on the on chaos side sorry four left on the chaos side and like two left on the loyalist side that are still around um but the eight statues for those all got covered with a cloth yeah got covered with the tapestry okay so horus actually committed patricide and still gets his shit covered 
Right. It's not destroyed or anything. The other ones are just straight fucking gone. They they don't even have a statue or nothing. They have no mem- there's no re- memory of them anywhere. They just got completely obliterated from all knowledge. So um there was three proto legions out of those 18 where they were designed with a little bit extra to them. They were the salamanders, the space wolves, and the blood angels. Um, those three are the only ones that have some sort of genetic aberration where it allows them. So, the space wolves grow longer canines, and they uh, they actually have something known within them known as a Canis helix, mm-hmm. which gives them more dog-like features to begin with. A better sense of smell, um, better hearing, better sense of taste, better vision. Um, once again, the elongated canines. Yeah, and mu- they're they're a lot like a wolf. You know, once they start getting a little older, they start getting more isolated. They start getting more vicious. They start becoming a lone wolf. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And th- once again, the space wolves are very. Imagine space Vikings, with wolf motifs, set- just completely obsessed with wolves. Mm-hmm. And you got the space wolves. So Mason. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then... Because um, that's his whole thing. He is like Vikings and uh, Norse mythology. Right. And he wants to straight up get into blacksmithing. Okay. His, his very personality screams Space Wolf. Yeah, he, he, I could see that. I, You I know could what? See, he, I could see him being a fucking... He was even talking about... He, he was get, He's getting into 40K by himself now. And, and he's he's coming to the space world, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. We we had a short conversation about it in the car yesterday. He the first things out of his mouth was fucking space wolves. I'm like, oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I was explaining, or uh, we were listening to the Adrek podcast about the Eldari, and Slanesh. Uh, it's like he just so happened to pick up on them talking about murder fucking a god into existence and had to stop mid-conversation. Uh, okay, so it's not just straight murder fucking, but... It's the, uh, it's the excess of everything. Yeah. It, so, anyways. I'm the, sorry. The, the proto-legions um, were the space wolves, the blood angels, and... The uh, salamanders. The salamanders are... Well... The salamanders have these yellow eyes, or red eyes, depending. Um, This pitch black skin and this severe, severe affinity for fire. Much like the actual mythological salamanders. Right, and their psychers just toss fireballs. Yeah, that is their whole thing. Okay, a psyker is a psychic. They have they can a do battle sh- mage. Yeah, a battle mage. There you go. Yeah, they're a battle they're, mage. They're they're, they're they're space mages. Yeah. And the Imperium hates them. They're a necessary <laughs> evil. Yeah. They view it as a necessary evil. Yeah, a thousand of them keep their keep the emperor alive a day a day a day a thousand of them are sacrificed to keep the emperor alive a day so they're they're literally just tools they're a dime a dozen and most most uh 
you know, less versed psychers are schizophrenic. Yeah. Absolutely batshit insane. And that's if they... their faces and exploding. And that's if they don't get possessed by a demon and murdered by... The, the rest of the fucking... Whatever... Whatever Imperium troops are on the same ship. Yeah. It's like so most of the Imperium troops are sitting there thinking, we should probably just kill this guy... They, and avoid the trouble. They view him as a disease, as a cancer that needs to be cut out, but it's not... Yeah. Right, it's like, okay, so like, you're on board, you're on a uh, a, a sail, a, a ship in like the, 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 the 1700s, there's a hundred of you and one leper. And you don't want to catch leprosy. Right, so their best thought is to take... And kill the leper and dump them overboard so they don't catch leprosy, but they still end up with leprosy because they they came in contact with a leper. Uh, I'm glad we didn't catch that one. You know, I made this fucking note so I could follow him, and I have not used him once. No, I end up... Derailing. I end up sending you on more tangentials. Yeah, that's what we do. Right. We, we, We like going on tangentials here, don't you know? Right. Where the fuck is a cursor at? <laughs> I know it's at the top, but where the fuck is it? <laughs> so there's your uh, there's your cursor. I see we, it now. We completely skipped over Deus, uh, Deus Car- and Carmine and Deus Sanguinius. Oh, but I really want to cover that though. Okay, okay. so let's rewind a bit because I've sent you. We've like we, six tangential conversations later. Right, we've done skipped over. The whole order of operations that we've had planned. Yeah, I know. Listen, for the last two weeks, guys, he's had me going, Alright, this is the podcast set up. This is the way I want to see it set up. I I literally... Okay, and I won't be... No, okay, when I planned that out, dude, this was literally for me to get your juices flowing. See, I actually... creative juices... I actually took that as, like, a whole list of, like, what I needed to cover. No, no, so, this was to get... Okay, anytime I send you a list of, like, questions and shit, this is for me to get... For you to get an idea of what you want to talk about. Things that... Uh, topics that can pop up. So, wait, you mean to tell me I was up three hours early working on this fucking thing? I thought I explained this to you. <laughs> Listen, for the last, I'm a procrastinator. For the okay, last... I'm a dick bag. Let's start with that. First, I am a dick. Okay, I tell you to get, or I tell you this is the itinerary. This is what you need to get you to figure out what you want mentioned. Then you procrastinate it until today, and I tell, and you start working at it. I would assume what's five this morning, three. No, I got up and started working at it about like seven. Seven o'clock in the after in the uh, morning. And seven this morning, yeah. Okay, so then I tell you I'm gonna be over there by seven eight o'clock. Yeah, so I'm sitting here working in a fucking mad rush. <laughs> and then I trying show to up. get this shit done before you show up to make sure I have this script set up. Like, okay, this is what I want to mention, you know? It's like. And then I show up at ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and then dick. we don't even cover what I. Fu- <laughs> Listen, if looks could kill, you'd be six foot under and then six foot more. I like you, and I want you. 
Oh, I'm about to have you. I'm a booty warrior. Anyway, so we're going to... T- I'm sorry, guys. When it, and also, but also when it comes to Warhammer, you start with one topic, and because there's backstory to that one topic, you have to explain the backstory. And because there's backstory to that backstory, you have to go further back. Listen, if you like, if you like rabbit holes, and just digging down shit, this is a perfect way to go. All things in 40k are canon. Not all things are true. Alpharius. My name is Alpharius. That's a lie. No, it's Omega. Yeah. You see my point? Right. Okay, that's a different that's a different story. We're not here we're not a Warhammer podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. We're just covering Warhammer today cuz it's once we're jack of all games. Yeah, you like that little plug right there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this Way is Jack chill. Jack of all games podcast. You can find us at Jack of most games <laughs> on all major <laughs> on all major platforms. Um we finally made it to Google Play. Did we? Yeah. Woo! I got I got all that set up uh, last week. All right, can we pause so, it real yeah, quick? We'll, we'll, yeah. We're gonna pause. take a we're gonna take a brief hiatus real quick and try to collect ourselves. Yeah, please. I I'm, I've been waiting on a delivery and it's just about to show up. Here we go. All righty, we are back. Sorry for that brief uh, that brief little uh, interlude or. Our our co-host here decided uh, ordered a uh, a model and it finally came in. Yeah, I'm not doing much better on this interlude introduction than you were with the intro. <laughs> yeah, how's it feel, <laughs> asshole? <laughs> not so fun, is it? No, not really. Um, so I should probably explain how I why I'm mentioning Adrex so much. Yeah. Right, right now they are my main podcast to catch up on the lore to get like. You know, a crash course. Yeah, extreme crash course. Yeah, extreme crash course. The other one that I use is uh, Lorehammer when I want the more in-depth in-depth stuff. So I did I did nothing but listen to these two podcasts for the span of like a month in preparation for this episode. Well, two weeks in preparation for this episode, a month out of interest. So. And no, we are not getting. We are not sponsored by them or anything else like that. We just we're both fans of them. We both enjoy them. I've listened to everything they've done, and I, my oh my! I just completed Adeptus. <clears throat> I just completed Adeptus Ridiculous. Like I'm all caught up on their episodes. So yeah, they're they're getting a shill just because I like them a lot. Yeah, this is just fan love for them. So, anyways. So stemming back now that we have ourselves a nice little track record, you wanted to get into Deus and Carmine and Deus Sanguinius. Yes. Go ahead. The, the the two novellas. So first off, the one of the reasons why I love that book series is when it comes to Space Marines, it's very rare to have siblings from the same generation both be accepted let alone be accepted into the same chapter they're both part of the blood angels chapter um the wait a minute wasn't there a chapter that actually like no that was a scola yeah the scola progenium yeah yeah that was the scola progenium that 
encouraged and enforced or encouraged brotherhood yeah with siblings yeah no um i mean that's a different story please continue <laughs> sorry yeah no no <laughs> uh the salamanders actually encourage a closeness with humans they're one of the very few if not the only ones that are that like outside of their duties and everything else also hold positions of power within their own society for the benefit of humanity like i hate to say it because space marines are not normal humans they are metahumans they are bioengineered or not uh, I, I don't want to say bioengineered because they're not grown that way but they're no they're 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 surgically done yeah they're enhanced for sure um there's a lot of work that so okay so Let's go back to the novellas. I'm sorry for taking you on this <laughs> tangential again. Again. So, yeah. Um, this, the whole story behind them is basically um, the, the story of the two brothers, Raffin and Archeo. Archeo um, was implanted by a, an inquisitor. Oh, okay. So, an inquisitor planted a seed of chaos within Archeo. That caused him to grow wings out of his back. Almost like the rebirth of their Primarch Sanguinius. He already had that continence to uh, that continence to him. Continence? Continence? Continuity? He already had that look to him. Where he had he was almost a spitting image of him. The long glowing go- glowing golden hair. The the same sharp angular face. Yes, imagine an angel. Full pretty boy. Well, that's what Sanguinius was. He yeah. Was, but he was also a genius. Like, in all honesty, if... Well, he was gifted with the good side of the foresight. Yes. Whereas, what's his name? Um, Cruz. Conrad Cruz. Yeah, Conrad was gifted with, like, the <laughs> shitty end of it. Yeah, he saw the downside to it. Yeah. Everything he tried to make it better ended up fucking it up worse. Um, but he was implanted with... So, Archeo was on a mission with an Inquisitor to recover the Spear of Telesto, which was the Holy Spear of uh, Sanguinius used during the battle with Horus. Uh, it was said to be the same spear that caused the chink in Horus's armor that allowed the Emperor to win. Um, Sanguinius was already a badass. He 1v1 a coronate demon and won... And then took on Horus. If he hadn't have been harmed, if he hadn't have been brutally harmed by that fucking coronate demon, he would have wiped the floor with Horus. But he didn't, because he was fucked. Well, there's really no, there was really no period of time for recovery. Yeah, no, he straight beat the demon straight to fighting Horus. Oh, it's like in Dark Souls, going from uh, beating a stray demon. In the, uh, oh, in the demon area, uh, there's an area just, just outside the catacombs of Carthus. Okay. I can't remember <coughs> what the hell, I want to say it was the, I want to say it was like Sea of Flames or some shit. Okay. But it's all stray demons except for the Demon King. There's a specific area just before you can fight the, uh fight High Lord Wolnir that has a stray demon and a mimic. 
So you fight the mimic and then you fight the stray demon. That or you can bait the two of them into fighting each other and wiping the floor and wiping the floor with whoever's left. Right. But for Sanguinius it was like, okay, time to fight this mimic mimic. Right. Now time to go fight this stray demon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You're already like low on health. You no don't have potions. any Yeah, you don't have any Estus flasks. It's just do or die. You better hope you're, you you better get good, scrub. Yep. Moving on. So yeah. <clears throat> he almost won, but you know, Horace slain him. Um, but the death of Sanguinius actually caught anyway. So the book goes back to they're going back to capture the to recapture the spear of Telesto. Now, the th- as a side note, the Blood Angels, I'm pretty sure, are the faction that thinks that if they get... No, 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 never mind. No, never no. mind, that's a different faction. Yeah, Go different ahead. faction. So, the Blood Angels... Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely a different faction. So, um, when Archeo is in the presence of said spear, all of a sudden it causes wings, white, pure wings, to erupt from his back. And everyone is in awe, saying, thinking, oh, Sanguinius has come back to us. He's been reborn. I mean, think about it. He looks like him. He sounds like him. They pick, He picks up the Holy Spear and wings grow out of his back. You'd be thinking it's him, too. Right. So, um, Raph and his brother is like, no, there's something wrong about this. It, I know my brother. I'm not saying that he's not worthy of this. I'm just saying that's not him. And it ends up being that uh, the Chaos God Sneech, Sneech, Desnich, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Sneech. The God of Change and Chaos. The God of Chaos and Change. Uh, uh, he's the shady guy. Yeah, he's a trickster. He's the Loki of the bunch, you know. He's yeah, always yeah. about changing things, you know. J- change and greed and... Yeah, I mean... Not, he... not avarice, but straight up greed. I covet this position. I want it. Okay, so chaos gods. Not only do they, uh, are they gods of something? Chaos demons, like, are, not only are they gods of the negative, they're gods of the positive. Yes, too. I was about Thus to mention the chaos. that. Yeah. So while corn is god of just murder and slaughter and war, he's, he's a- also god of, you know, honorable battle. Yes. I'm learning. Yeah, okay, so you're <laughs> catching on. You're getting it. You're learning. So, um, it was actually a plot by Sneech to try and take over the Blood Angels. Because there's always been something a little off about the Blood Angels. People generally don't trust the Blood Angels because they are a very bloody bunch. Like, Gee. You know, no, 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 no. I mean, like... During battle, they actually fall... Okay, now I've covered the story. So, Ar- Raffin ends up having to kill his brother, Archeo. But those were the first books that I ever read. They, um, That's what sparked my love in the series. That's what got me into the series. And I wanted to learn more ever since. In one summer, I went through four omnibuses, I believe. Omnibus? Omnibuy? Yeah, yeah Omnibuy. And omnibuses. I think it's omnibuses. Four books. Screw it. Yeah. Four, four book collections. Yeah, four book um, collections would be better. I, I No, I won't lie. Yes, Space Wolves are a little overplayed, the whole Space Vikings thing. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, 
after reading some of the lore behind them, some of the books and stuff, totally fucking justifiable. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Totally justifiable. So, um, the reason why a whole lot of people have uh, wariness around the Blood Angels is the fact that they suffer from two things known as the Black Rage, or, um, the Black Rage and the Red Thirst. Um, the Red Thirst, like I said, they already have vampiric qualities to them. The Red Thirst causes them to basically see a red mist in front of their face and just start tearing through enemies, drinking their blood. Literally ripping their heads off and the blood pouring out of it just straight down their gullet. They're pretty... They're metal. Yeah. <laughs> um, And eventually it gets to a point where they no longer can come back from it. Now, to my understanding, what's that? The Black Rage, they're plagued with the death of Sang... Uh, with visions of the death of Sanguinius over and over again. They actually envision themselves as Sanguinius during that final battle. Yeah. Um, the death of Sanguinius was such a psychic trauma to the Blood Angels that from generations after that death, they are cursed with the Black Rage. Mm-hmm. Which, like Justin said, like he said, is very... <clears throat> they you view the death of Sanguinius from Sanguinius's point of view, and as you get on in age, the, the visions come more pronounced and more prolific and more frequent. If you get on in age at all. Generally, yeah. once you fall to the Black Rage, you get put in something known as a death company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just send you out. Yeah, some chapters revere their death company as like, alright, you've you've served all you could as your mortal self, you know, your space marine self. Now it's time to give the final... Yeah, it's the suicide run. Yeah. now If so you make it through the suicide run, you're, you're put down anyway. Some of them, or some of them will just continue to use you until you run out. They're like dreadnoughts without the dreadnought. Yeah. Um, there is actually one, I believe, Death Watch Dreadnought. Or, um, yeah. Blood Angel Dreadnought? No, there are, there are several Blood Angel Dreadnoughts, but I believe there is one in the actual Death Company that's a Dreadnought. Why? D I mean... Skill? Honor. Honor. Blood Angels are one of the ones that do view their Dreadnoughts with some honor. It's like, it's an honor to be placed within one because you get to continue to fight for the Emperor, but at the same time, it's kind of like, please don't put me in one because I want to die an honorable death. Yeah, I was going to say, I just want to be dead yeah. after that point. If you put me in a dreadnought, you better make sure that I. it's because I was dishonored in some way. No, 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 no. It better be for a damn good honor oh. that you want to remember me forever. Oh, okay. I, I would I would treat it more as like, fix my fuck up. <clears throat> no. Um, the one that they would stick you in for a dreadnought for to fix a fuck up would be more like the, um, the Chaos Marines. They're the ones that... They're... They're... After a while, the Dreadnought and a human in space in uh, Chaos Marines end up becoming one. So, one... Enjoy an eternal servitude. They don't enjoy it. Yeah. They, it is torture to them. Because, oh, it was, that was a sarcastic enjoy. Yeah. 
And I figure being in a Chaos Marine Dreadnought would be painful. Oh, yeah. Because once you're pulled out of that, they put you in a sensory deprivation chamber. You go mad. You go nuts. And because they, you start being infused with the machine, they end up, when they pull you out of the Dreadnought, your sarcophagus, they chain up the Dreadnought. Because you've been encased within the Dreadnought for so long, there is part of you still in the Dreadnought. So they've had to chain them up because they've had them go nuts before. Oh, shit. So then the machine spirit gain, you know, you and the machine spirit gain too much of a connection. And yeah, if you can call it a machine spirit at that point. Uh, I, I'd say it's a little more akin to a demon. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, but um, one of my favorite things about the blood, uh, the, the Warhammer 40k, I've got to say, like I said, is the blood angels. I also love the Thousand Suns. Um, Space Wolves are pretty awesome. The Salamanders. That's another one that you mentioned that I ended up just dragging you off of a tangent on. Okay, so the Salamanders are. They have a genetic mutation within them that causes them to have pitch black bone skin, like I said, and be, like Justin said, obsessed with fire. Um, they're the metalsmiths. They're the ones that think that once they gather all the fuck, all the uh, artifacts up, their Primarch will return. Okay, thank you. Yeah, they're the one that Vulcan will return. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, me complimenting your thumbs up and your, uh, the picture on your wall was not going to wait till the end. No, no, I, that was one of the, yeah. So, um. It's like they're almost, they're almost like fucking, uh, what are those? <sighs> D&D, you played one. Um, the Dragonborn. No, not the, a... Uh, the, the, the dragon races, where they're almost like... Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the half-man, half-dragon. Dragonkin, yeah. yeah. I was thinking the other one, but without the demon heritage. No, not not a tiefling. No, they're, no. they're, they're, more, like, they're more like the dragonkin. Yeah. Well, oh, actually, that... For, actually, that is a genetic mutation where they end up actually looking a lot like a dragonkin. Actually, very, very similar. There's actually a chapter uh, known as the Black Dragons, I believe, mm-hmm. where they actually end up growing like these massive fucking spines that they end up coating in adamantium that they sharpen to a fucking point, like bone spurs that come out that they end up using as weapons. Imagine a giant fucking space marine that looks like a goddamn dragon or a lizard with bone spurs covered in adamantium. They're actually like. Not just bone spurs. Just charging at you. Ooh, no thanks. I, I'm, I'm, I'm running. I'm going the opposite direction. Well, I'm going the op- opposite direction anyway, but... Right. Does that mean if... A, even still, if a prima, or a, pri, uh, a space marine <clears throat> is chasing me down, I can run, but it's not going to do me well. Now, granted, granted, those, even among space marines, are viewed with a large, large amount of revulsion because of such <coughs> a genetic mutation. Space marines are very... 
uh, Nazi-ish. Mm. It's all about the purity of the gene seed. It's like a mix of like having... It's like if you took Nazi Germany and stuck them during the Age of Inquisition. Yeah, almost, yeah. Because, you know, you have to be so... so your gene seed has to be pure. And I understand that because it also has to be... You know, you don't want to fall to chaos. Mutation generally involves chaos. So... Gene seed's got to be pure and you've got to worship the... Well... No, I'm going to retract that. The Imperium, regular men, the, the Imperium of Man worship the Emperor as a god. The uh, Space Marines take the Imperial truth that humanity will conquer the universe. The shorthand, science, shorthand. Yeah, science and logic will over, overtake all. Um, I, there is a lot of contemporary comparisons between... 40k and Christianity and what is also going on in modern times. Yeah. It, if you want to look at it, you know, religiously, the emperor of man is Jesus. He was a man who lived on earth who said he did not want to be worshipped as a god, passed, did some great work for humanity, passed away, and throughout time, eventually, a religion was built around this person mm-hmm. who specifically said... Don't fucking worship me. Right. So, there is that aspect to it. Right, and then, uh, but on the other hand of things, when you're looking at the Horus heresy, oh yeah, the very, Emperor of Man is God. Very much so, and Horus being Lucifer, being yeah, struck yeah. down after having his pride be... Being trashed. You know, in all honesty, though, the whole, whole thing could have been avoided if he had just been a better dad. I knew the joke was coming. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't see, you can't escape it. You know, there's always a joke, you know, my dad wasn't there for me, but what if you have a shitty dad like that? Is it really worth having your dad around? Right. So, anyways, sorry, it might be a little sensitive subject for some people, I apologize, trigger warning. Woo-woo-woo. Um, anyways, so... You said you've gone a little bit of research over the uh, topics and everything else. What was one of your favorite races? Now, I know you've mentioned the Tau. Now, honestly, I sat down and I plugged into the Necron. You like Necron, huh? Yeah, I okay. I like I that like joke, the, by the way. Hmm, plugged into the Necron? Yeah. <laughs> Clever. So, um... Well, let's face facts. This is going to be a long ass podcast. We're going. We're working on an hour. I figure if we stri- if we cut out an hour and a half, we'll be, be all right. We we'll, covered what I wanted to cover. We'll we'll cover getting me started. We might cover another hour. Um. So. I like the towel for their design. Okay. Like, and they also seem to be the easiest to paint, depending on what you pick up. You mean Necron? Tau is a collection of races. Yeah, well, I meant, I meant Tau Battle Armor. Okay, yeah, no, no, yeah, it's very simple. Yeah. That white's a bitch, though. Oh, yeah, no, I'd imagine the white is a bitch, but, I mean, there are different, um, there are different, uh, factions that you could paint up. Right, okay. I mean, I saw a straight red and orange. Yeah, um, okay, so, how much do you know about the Tau? 
Right now, I only know their brief history. Alright, so... Their very brief history. Let's be honest, they've only been around for 6,000 years. Well, no, okay, so here's the thing. They've only been around in Imperial history. Right. Well, there was that warp storm. Right. So, and time does get really funny when the warp gets involved. Right. So for us, for the Imperium of Man, it was only 6,000 years, but for them, it could have been fucking eons. Or it may have been a blink of an eye. Right. That's one of the other things with the... Uh, anyways, go ahead. Sorry. But I'm, I'm leaning more towards they were around for eons during that warp storm just simply because of their technological growth in 6,000 years. Like, they went from being tribal and some being nomadic to straight up uh, spacefaring in their own their own way in their in their own uh star system in their own star system yeah spacefaring in their own star system and terraforming other planets yeah and being able to bounce their ships off the warp to uh yeah to travel a little further they they use a, a or that might that, i think that no it's not a warp drive per se. No, it's a gravity propulsion drive. Yeah, yeah. They they throw a gravity well in front of them, basically like a miniature black hole, but not the not a black hole itself, just the gravity of a black hole. Right. It's kind of like when you're taking your ship and just skimming past a pl- a, a planet. Yeah. You let their gra- the gravity take you in for a little bit and then just slingshot off. Same idea. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then they also have mastered cryosleep, so... Right, so, I mean, they can extend their lifespan by a lot. Yeah, now, granted, they do have a shorter lifespan than humans. Right, I think it's, like, 40 years is their lifespan, 40 uh, or 50. 50 years, yeah, yeah. The, the longest are, like, 60. But, yeah, I like the towel for their ease of accessibility. Yes. Um, but I like the Necron for their story. Okay, you... you... What part, what part about, so you want to mention the Necron story a little bit? Okay, yeah, I can touch on that a little bit. So they started as this, like, this, this fucked planet. It should technically be classified as a death world. The Necron tier planet. Yeah, the Necron tier planet. Before they became, before they were Necron, they were called Necron tier. Yes. And they were on this planet that was just near inhospitable. Their, li- their lifespan was like 20 to 40 years. Right. Because it was just constantly being blasted and bar- bombarded with uh, with radiation from their star. I don't know how the fuck they were, they were even able to produce life on this planet. Well, once again, genetic mutations, after so long, they become genetically adapted to be able to produce on this planet. Not enough to survive, because, I mean, radiation is radiation. Right, right. Well, finally, they just, they buckled down. And they get they they get make themselves able to travel through space. Okay, continue. I, I want it's not it's not it, okay. They have like space travel to our, uh, to out of game in real life or you know IRL fucking space travel. Right. They send up a rocket. The rocket goes to the next planet over, and that's right now. That's all they can do. Okay. So they discover. The best way to put it is a great old one from Lovecraft. Yeah, okay. Minus all the, you can't comprehend how the fucker looks. Right. So, really, okay. So, and they discover that this great old one is immortal. Right. Well, the Necron decide, hey, could you show us 
how you became immortal. Okay. The the great old one's like, no. I've got other shit to do. Okay. And just prompt. Uh, you, you look like you want to correct me. I, I want. I want to see what you've learned. Okay. I, I, I'll make well, minor corrections wherever needed. Well, this pisses the Necron off, right? Okay. Now, I don't know how they do it, but they discover this other race, okay? I don't remember exactly how they made contact with this other race. I don't even know if it's directly stated how they make contact. The Satan? Yes, the Satan. Well... They make contact, and the Satan's like, well, we could give you immortality. We can give you bodies that won't die. Right. But you gotta make us some bodies. Okay. As I understand it, they cut a deal. Yeah. We don't like this deal. (laughs) No, no, it's not a good deal. Not a good deal at all. This deal does not work out well for them. No. So, the deal was... That they would take, the Necron have this, this um this stuff called living metal. It's it's org it's organic metal. Necrodermis. Yeah, necrodermis. Thank you. It's I only knew it as or organic metal. Yeah. It can, it grows naturally on their planet. I would assume. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I don't know quite the science behind it. I just I know the term. Yeah, it's a necrodom. It's, it's it's living metal. It's actually. So, let me let. So you are correct. They did find the great old ones beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was during the war in heaven. What co- what actually occurred was the Satan fought with this other race, the yeah, great yeah. old ones. Yeah, yeah. The Satan were traveling through space. They came across this race. Well, there's there's that whole thing of backstory to the backstory right so i mean once again we're not a warhammer podcast right i have to explain direct right with the necron so so the satan were living energy beings that went around the galaxy yeah yeah. feeding on stars Mm -hmm. they came across a planet and they tasted a soul and said fuck star energy Soul energy tastes better. Right. In Supernatural, the best way... or In Supernatural, the angel Cassiel explains it like, I'm about to put my hand on four different nuclear reactors at the same time. Yeah. Touching a soul. Yes. And he... They like this. They found this race, the Necron Tier, who, are, who already had a problem with the old ones because, mm-hmm. like you said, they wanted immortality, came to them. They said no. The Satan, the, de- the Deceiver. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Let's just put it that way. Right. The Deceiver was said, hey, I know how to do this. We get, we build these giant, build these giant soul furnaces. Mm-hmm. You go in, living bodies. You come out, metal bodies. Right. You never have to worry about dying again. See, I was getting there. I right. was getting there. It's just... There are some added. There is the, some added stuff. No, that, the necrodermis is how they became that. Yeah, yeah. Being thrown through the soul furnace. Yeah, yeah. So. So their souls removed from organic tissue and dropped onto a living metal skeleton. Yes. Which is still technically organic tissue because it's organic <laughs> metal, but 
Please die. <coughs> I'm trying to die quietly. It's not working. <laughs> I said I was trying. I never said I was succeeding. <laughs> but anyway, which is still technically an organic body, but we're splitting hairs. Right. And they're attached, but they lose their soul in the process. Yeah, they basically became robots. Yeah. Uh, Terminator. Yeah. That uh, was it, that was the original basis for the the Necron. Is the is the theory? Yeah, no, no. That is, it's no longer so much now. But that was the original basis. You are correct. Right before they got all this backstory that I was just talking about. Yeah, they actually just had. They actually used to have a mechanic called "I'll be back." Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, once again, this is all stuff that I learned in a crash course in like a month. Right. So don't get me wrong. There are going to be a lot of holes, but right. This and is supposed to be a two episode deal. Oh, cool. I get a second episode. Well, yeah, once again, I told you, bonus episode this weekend. Gotcha. And okay. the main episode here. So, yeah. Anyway, they get these living metal skeletons, and the only person who do, who is able to keep retain their consciousness, their soul, I would assume. It was the closest to it, yeah. Yeah. The only person, the only, there's really two. The Adrek talks about them. Oh, okay. Yeah, the senile fucking uh, okay. Alzheimer's Necron. Yeah. And the uh, <coughs> the silent king. <coughs> yes. Who was like the whole the leader of all the Necron. The the pharaoh. The... Yeah, the pharaoh. <coughs> their okay. Their whole motif is Egyptian. Yeah, they're very. The reason why we have Egyptian or why we have pyramids and stuff like that is because the Necrons came to Earth at one point during Earth's primitive time. We saw what they had and said, hey, that sounds like a good idea, and copied them, and they took off. Right. Um, it, was in, it was entirely fucking weird, but I'll take it. Hey, you know what? When you've been around as long as the Necrons have, like... When you take this into account, mm-hmm. I, so after the whole Soul Forge thing occurred, the Silent King took off. To the edge of the galaxy. Yeah, or yeah. To the edge of the universe. Mm-hmm. Not the edge of the galaxy. The edge of the universe. Like, yeah. of everything. And stayed out there for 60 million years. Uh, reflecting and dealing and, you know, lamenting. And, Over what happened. And punishing himself. He... Okay, so what happened? Not only did not only did the Necron lose Necron tier lose their souls when they became Terminators. Yes, they le- they lost their ability of free will. They were enslaved by the Satan. Yeah, they became robots. Right, automatons. Yeah, so the Satan used them. Satan Catan. Yeah, weird pronunciation. Uh, straight used them as a fighting force. For uh, the war in heaven against the old ones. Yes. And after that, after that was done and over with, the Silent King straight led a revolt, which led to another X amount of long ass time war. Yep. And at, at where the Necron came out on top. Yeah. To, yeah, against the Satan, yes. Yeah. So they had to go to sleep. Yeah. To recover their forces. Well,. They they figured after everything was destroyed, they needed to give everything time to recover. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was time for everything to just replenish, so they took a nap. Yeah, pretty much. A 60 million year nap. Yeah, and they sh- 
the uh, only person who remained awake was uh, the the Silent King. Yeah, and I and the whole reason he came back is actually because of the Tyranid invasion. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the Tyranid invasion occurred because of the Emperor of Men. Yeah. So everything that's occurring in this galaxy is all the Emperor of Man's fault. <clears throat> He's such a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes, it is. Very much so, and he is a perfect example of that. But yeah, that is, uh, that's the history of the Necron uh, in a nutshell. Yeah. A very, very, very small, Brief. like, I've got a garbanzo bean in my mouth kind of shortness. That was, uh, explain it in ten minutes or less. Yes, absolutely. That's the brief explanation that I can give you. Okay. So, um, so you like the Tau? You like Necron? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, I like the Necron design, too. I, I adore... Uh, the Necron design's cool as shit. So are the Tyranids, but... Yeah. Bugs! Yeah. Yeah. And locusts. Locusts. Yeah. Locusts and locusts. cicadas. Yes. Which normally wouldn't pose a problem, but they are a problem. Anyway, um, the Necron I like because they are, like, straight up dressed as skeletons. Yeah. They scream at my inner emo okay which wasn't so inner at one point in time but <laughs> no no <laughs> so uh, if you like that if you like the necrons check out a book called the infinite and the divine okay it is <sighs> i still gotta work through belisarius call first okay yeah no Belisarius. that one's not a bad book um but yeah, no. Infinite and the Divine is literally a, it's a Necron story. It's about these two. Okay, so during the Soul Forge, what happened is, yes, they lost their soul, but the higher up in Necron society you were, the more of your personality you got to keep. Right, which is why the senile general is senile. Right. Um, he still thinks he's <clears throat> got a flesh and blood body. <laughs> No, I know there's a whole there's a this, whole set of quotes where he's in that moment of lucidity like, yeah, I know I'm not Yeah, you know where yeah, I'm not I'm, I know I'm not dead. I know I'm not human and or not I know I'm not flesh and blood necron anymore or right. necron tier anymore, but he still thinks he's necron tier. Yes. And that's part of the great shtick about him. So the infinite of the divine is literally about these you, you remember Dexter's lab? Yeah, yeah. Imagine Dexter and Mandark. Teamed up? Yeah. Oh, shit. Because they're trying to solve a fucking millennium's long puzzle. Okay. Once again, when you're dealing on, an, in, on a fucking galactic timeline, you know what's 10 million years. Right, especially if you're immortal. Right, what's a million years fucking waiting... So one of them, he's a straight collector. He, um, I think I know who this is. He, uh, okay, so I heard this story. Once again, thank you, Adrek. A lot of my information does come from you guys, I hate to say. Right. I mean, I love that, I, I love to say because <laughs> I'm learning. Right. But I also hate to say because I didn't get to do much of my own research and whatnot. You guys are great for when I'm busy. <laughs> anyway, so one of the uh, Imperium types 
there was a rumor that one of uh, the Salamander's Primarch's items right. was being held by this Necron. Yes. So they sent a fleet out with the uh, Sly Marvo types. Right. Okay, I can't remember what planet they're from. <clears throat> um. Shit, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they're they're Rambos. Catechin. Catechin, thank Ca- you. Catechin. With a shit ton of Catechin guard. Yeah. Right. So they go out to this. Uh, they go out to this collector's place with a shit ton of the Catechin guard. Right. Well, the Necron sends a thank you note. The this particular Necron sends a thank you note, expressing, "Hey, thanks for sending me all these Catechin guards. I had imperfect copies." Yeah. There was like one extra button missing on their coat or some shit. Yeah. I've sent you in return a bunch of, what was that, a, a bunch of Necron to go, f- were they working Necron? I'm not sure, I don't. Yeah, well he sees this, he sees this character as like a fellow collector. Yeah. He sees this Imperium character as a fellow collector, so he sends him, he sends him off Necron that I could only assume are working, just simply because he's a dick. Right. And this Necron will steal from other Necron, too. He collects artifacts from everybody. Yes. Um. I don't know his name. I... Trazen? Trazen the Infinite? I think you're right. Um, but, no, no. So, this guy is beyond collector. Like, yes, you are right about that. He... He has a whole vault museum. Yeah. With full fleets. Dude, he's got a fucking... It's fuck a planetary vault. He's got a platoon... He's got a fucking... Almost a full chapter's worth of Astartes. Of, um... Uh, the, not Astartes. Um, Custodes. How did... Wait, yeah, he did mention... That was mentioned in the He's podcast. got fucking Custodes. I thought it was one Custody, though. No, no, he's got like a full... He's so, got a full set? Yeah, he's got almost a full set of custodies in there. I just listened to that episode at work, too. <clears throat> Dude, th- this... Trazen the Infinite is the perfect example of... I... Got your nose? No, I kidding. do it because I want to. Okay, okay. What? Why did you take this? Because I didn't have one yet. Oh, he's a klepto. Yeah, but he's not so much just a klepto. It has to be historic significance. Like, um, he's a klepto with standards. Yes, <laughs> he's a curator. He's a museum guy. Like, dude, he's okay. This guy had captured a um, a white scar space marine. He captured a, he captured a squad of them. Or, no, 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 different guy. The the guy that was... Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. The, the senile one. Yeah, yeah. Got, the senile one captured a uh, white scar guy. Which, let's explain, just because the Necron takes... Uh, the Necron hates when this guy takes prisoners of war. Yeah, well, because Necron are not... They don't take prisoners. They're exterminators. Yeah. Oh, especially when it comes to the Destroyer cult. Um... But that's that's a side note. Or or, or the or the flares. Yeah. Oh, the flare, the one infected with the flare. Anyways, um, he takes prisoners <laughs> of war and makes them have breakfast. Okay, 
treats him very honorably. Someone tried to take out the people he had over for breakfast one day. The white scar, I think it was a white scar, mm-hmm. the space marine wiped out everything. And the guy was so impressed, he let him go. Just said, you've earned your freedom. Please have breakfast before you leave, but you've earned your freedom. Go away. <laughs> like, like, he's like, in my opinion, he's the only respectable Necron, though. Well, Trazen's respectable. He actually helped uh, defeat the uh, Tyranid fleet. Well, he took most of... He took the fucking fleet for his museum. That's why. His motives may not be entirely altruistic, but he did help defeat a Tyranid fleet. (laughs) He did help save humanity. Yes, it was because, you know, hey, if everything is destroyed... Wasn't that the fleet of Hydra? I think it might have been. It might have been Kraken. I'll have to do some more research on that. We we could look that up before the next uh, before the bonus episode. Yes. Because we could what we could do a, what we could do is a lot of vetting on what we're saying right now. <laughs> yes, we do have to do a lot of this. Oh, oh, this is one thing I did have to cover. One mm-hmm. of my favorite lore bits. Okay. Sebastian Yarick. This guy, and I, I've talked to you about this guy before, but I've had, I have to mention this on the podcast because he's one of my favorite fucking characters of all time. Mm-hmm. I hate using this term, but this guy was a total fucking chad of a fucking general. No, listen, this guy, his name strikes fear into the hearts of orcs. Oh, shit. Oh, is he the one with the laser eye? Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> so this guy, Sebastian Yarick, is a total fucking badass. So, during one battle against the orcs, he ran out, out of ammo. Mm-hmm. He goes, fuck it. What do I do? Fuck it. Runs up a hillside, points his gun over the wall, and starts yelling, bang, bang, bang. And next thing you know, he sees orcs falling over. Fucking dead. Now this is back before the everything started getting you back lore and everything else. Oh, back I when heard orcs this on AdRec too. Back when orcs used to fucking, you know, power of imagination. Right, right. By the way, I am doing the whole SpongeBob rainbow hand motion when I'm doing that. Yeah. Um I heard this described the exact almost the almost the exact same way as AdRec. Yeah. Yeah, they fucking runs over the hill because it, it, it's the same. It's the same story. It's there is no other way you can explain it. He starts shouting, "Bang!" Right, right. They start falling over dead. Right, and their whole their they stop falling dead for a little while. He's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, and there's a troop of them marching up, holding up shields, yelling, "Come a tank! Come 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 a tank!" Because the whole squad was yelling, "Bang!" And they were falling over, and they finally realized. Come and take, come and take, come and take, come and take. So, the other thing about this is, this dude had half his body blown off during a battle one day. Yeah, yeah. They are sewing on his replacement body parts. As this motherfucker is still throwing grenades with his good arm. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of a battlefield. Like, this guy 
the orcs say that he had this laser eye that kills you once he looks at you. This guy literally got a laser eye implanted that is just a red laser. It doesn't even do anything. So is the, this this guy, is he only deployed specifically for orc invasion? No, he is just a general guard, but he is a specialty in orc. Yeah, I was going to say, like an orc specialist, he, yes. he handles most of the issues when the orcs decide they're going to crop up. If he's within range, yes. Yeah. It's kind of like um, they have the Death Watch. Yeah, yeah. Which is a chapter within the Space Marines where it's like the Black Ops best of the best of every chapter in killing in killing aliens. Yeah. So, I thought about building a Death Watch army. Okay, so yes, by the way, we like I said... Oh, so I guess a good way to finish off the last bit of the episode. We, um, we just got the... Elite set for Warhammer 40k. We are literally in our infancy when it comes to actually building the models. Yeah. And, uh, we, like Justin said, he's looking to play a... Either a tower or a Necron. We've got Necron to start with. Right, so if, if anything, I'm probably going to keep building up the Necron. And then... Eventually, when I get, like, a 2,000 point or a standard uh, tournament army... I'm going to start on the Tau. Okay. I don't know what chapter I want to start yet. Pick one of your favorites. I love the Blood Angels. But I've honestly thought about doing the Death Watch, mainly for the simple fact it's the simplest paint job in the world. Fair. Black and black, and then Death Watch chapter symbol on it. Why don't you Why don't you paint a Lamenter army? Fuck you and your checkerboards. <laughs> Those checkerboards are a bitch. I never, ever, ever want to do a checkerboard. I've looked at those. No. Harlequins? <laughs> Actually, I wish we talked about the Eldari more. Yeah, honestly. Fuck it, we can keep going. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't we just keep going? Because, like... Once again, we only touched on the Eldarium. Really, we just hit the Drukari faction. The murder fuckers. Yeah. Yeah, the murder <laughs> fuckers. I like that. Yeah. Uh, it's more... They're, they're more torture fuckers, but... Well, they drag out their the, the death of the people. Yeah. Or yeah. the death of the people that they're torturing. They drag out the deaths of their POWs for about a... Th- about a thousand years. Now, there is a reason for it, but still... Right. Uh, Let's start at the beginning. Okay. So, there are two main factions when it comes to the Eldar... To the... Eldari. Yeah. A-E-L-D-A-R-I. Right. Which are the Warhammer 40K's version of Space Elves. Um, You have your Drukari which are your Dark Elves, and your Eldari, which are your... Uh, High Elves. Yeah. Now, your Drukari are your mor- murder fuckers. They're your torturers, your rapists, your... Oh, that's all wrapped up in a single package. They're not separate. They are torturing, raping... Just- well... Some might torture you by raping you, and other ones might be raping you to torture you. Right. So, and then you have your um, Eldari, 
which are your high elves, like Justin mentioned. And they're very... Regal. I was going to say dickish. Regality can... You don't... Okay. The the line between regal and dick is very... Or the, uh, it's a Venn diagram. They call humans monkey. Monkey. Because they can't get away with calling us monkey. Cause that right. might that sounds you know racist and you know classist, but right. Well, here's the thing: it's like they would be bitching about our evolutionary line. Why do you think they call us monkey? Right. There. Okay. So, hi, uh, Eldari are the type of people who walk into Target thinking it's Target. No, no. Better way to put it. Better way to put it. Uh, da, 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 uh, Hobbit. The blonde haired fucker. Legolas? His dad. Oh, um. Oh, God, why the fuck am I forgetting his that, name? That blonde haired fucker, though. Yes. The, the, the movies I'm talking, by the way, just for those, because most people have only seen the movies. Not everyone, but most. Yeah. It's uh, not Elrond. That's he's got brown. He's yeah, brown no, 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 but the, and very wise and not a dick to hobbits. Anyway, yeah, no, <laughs> he sounded very like and not a dick to hobbits. <laughs> very forceful on that last one, um, but yeah, no, much like him, um, just very uppity. Uh, we're better than you. Why? Because we're not you. Oh, so the people who live in the McMansion housing developments and the homeowners associations. Yeah. Yeah. We we rent, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) God, just put us on blast like that. God damn, all right. But yeah, no, very much the whole, you know why I know I'm better than you? Because I'm not you. That's how I know. Right. Well, they definitely got fucking humbled. Well... Now, this is part of the thing that leads into the Alpha Legion. Um, uh, anyways, go ahead. So, the Eldari were actually given a vision. Part of the reason why they're going against the Imperium is they were given a vision. And this same vision was actually shown to um, Fulgrim at one point in time. Yeah. Primarch of the Emperor's Children, which is uh, also one of my favorite legions. I love the Emperor's Children. I hate the way they fell. Um, it was some bullshit. He, Fulgrim got Dorian grade. Do you, have you not gotten to Fulgrim yet? I know who Fulgrim is, but Dorian Gray is where I'm lost. <sighs> Sorry about the long silence there. I had to give him that, what? Stare. Okay, so the story of Fulgrim. Dorian Gray. The only Gray I can think of is like Fifty Shades of Gray. Uh, the. Um, God, what? Who wrote it? It's an old novel. The picture of Dorian Gray. Oh. Okay. Uh, Dorian Gray. His soul ends up trapped in the painting, and he is forever young. Right. Until That's he, right. So the same thing basically happened to Fulgrim. Yeah. Um. So, 
Fulgrim landed on a Slaneshi planet. So the Slaneshi are actually a race of people. They were half snake, half human. Yeah, yeah. Um, is this where noise marines come into play? This is actually the invention. Of noise marines? Yes. Okay. So after um, the invasion of Slaneshi, um, Fulgrim found a sword there. Now, Fulgrim had been friends with a Primarch known as Ferris Manus. Um, no, 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 Magnus. Magnus, right. Magnus did nothing wrong. No, so... Still learning. Ferris Manus was, um, the Primarch of the Iron Hands. Uh, he, his hands were coated in, 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 uh, Necrodormus. And he was a forge maker. Um, the Iron Hands are also a very admech, uh, cultured, uh, Space Marine Legion. Mm-hmm. they they very much view flesh as a weakness and mechanical as a strength. Um, but, uh, the Gorgon and the Phoenician is a, an old story of the friendship between... Uh, uh, Ferris Manus and Fulgrim. Uh, they were boasting that each of them was the best craftsman in the world. Mm-hmm. No one could be create one better. So they sent into a competition, created weapons. Upon create completion of the weapons, they looked at it and immediately declared the other one the winner. Oh shit! <laughs> so it's like he looked at the sword that Ferris Manus made, or um, that uh, Fulgrim made. And the Warhammer that uh, Fulgrim made, or that uh, Manus made, said, Oh, your weapon's better than mine, swapped, and became like best friends. <coughs> Pardon. Um, Fulgrim landed on Slanesh, found a sword there, and ended up replacing the sword that he made, that Fulgrim made for him. That was the start of it. Um, the sword was possessed by a Slaneshi demon that started whispering in his ear. Mm-hmm. That started making him crave more, 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 uh, more excitement, more, more music, more texture, more flavor, more food, more perfection, more, more, more. That is what Slaneshi is. It's not just, it's not just murder fucking. No, it's excess. It's just excess of feeling, excess of taste, excess of emotion. Everything just yeah. excess. So he found this sword there. Um, when he found this sword, it started whispering in his ear, and he took on a remembrancer, which was basically like a uh, like a personal uh, writer, like a memoirist. Oh, okay. Like their whole job was to just rem- make artwork of you. They're, they're, He's a typesetter. Not no no not not a typesetter. No uh, okay um, in court, the person who sits there and types every all all the transcripts, a transcriptor. Not just a transcriptor, but also like, create paintings in your name and plays and. World's number one groupie. World's number one PR and groupie. Yeah. Minus the sex part, cause space marines don't fuck. Um. Except Gulliman. 
Oh. This is why they can't. <laughs> well, that's a big part of it. Yeah, nothing could handle it. Um, but no. Uh, the sister of battle might. No, because they're still standard humans. They're just extremely trained. And stimmed, but trained. They're still over standard humans. Anyway. Um, I don't want to see the R-34 of that. Uh, Marines and sisters? I was going to say, there's plenty of R-34 for sisters. I know. Sisters of battle, by the way. Not, not real... You can't even say not, because there's R-34 of that, too. Yes, but we're talking about Sisters of Battle, Warhammer 40,000, not Family Sisters. Family matters. Different strokes for different folks. You've tried the rest, now try the best. Incest by Monopoly, 4 play not included. Oh my god. Anyway, sorry, guys. Moving on. You've tried the rest, now try the best. Incest by Monopoly. Um. Anyways. This is the part of the podcast where we lose track. Yeah, this is the part where we're going to have to cut out. Anyway. Um. So. Uh, this remembrancer created a portrait. Mm-hmm. Of. Him. And as this Laneshi demon started taking over Fulgrim the painting started becoming more and more... Real? Yeah. And it was commented upon by several different people how real that painting actually ended up looking. That at one point, like, it was drawn with him with this, you know, regal look on his face. And by the time the Slaneshi demon fully took over, there's this screaming visage of just pure agony and terror on the face of the portrait. Definitely Dorian Gray. And what finally killed it off, what finally sealed the deal on the Slaneshi demon taking control, was the final battle. Um, so I said how uh, Ferris Manus and um, Fulgrim were, you know, the two closest brothers between them. Yeah. You know, they were best friends, everything else. Um, it was the final battle during the Horus Heresy. And... Fulgrim had his sword held up and he is fighting to not drop the sword mm-hmm. and the demon just like do it do it you know you're never going to be as good as him you're never going to be as good as uh, unless you take him out you're always going to be second best you're never going to be first until you take him out and he's fighting all he can just off with Ferramanus' head Using the exact same sword that Ferris Manus used. That is so fucked. Yeah, but that was uh, the final nail in the coffin. That kind of... Turned him Slaneshi? Full. Yeah. And now he's a demon Primarch. Damn. Yeah. But that was the creation of Noise Marines, because after that... uh, Because Slaneshi used noise-based weaponry. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if they can use noise-based weaponry, so can I. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where Erebus comes in. The uh, Again. Yeah, Erebus is... Erebus is a constant fuck. Yes, and that's not even really Erebus. No, no, it's not. I, rem- I just listened to this in the car. Yep, where he got... Where he strangled his brother Erebus and, and took, took his Erebus. Name. Yeah. 
So there is a lot of history in this in this series. Yeah. I'm sorry that we can only really crash course it. Right. Um, now, I wish there is one other... The one, so, as I said, I don't know if I want to do a Blood Angels or if I want to do a Death Watch. As a side note, you know what we could do? What's that? We could take video of us putting these models together. I mean, I don't know. With my webcam? We could, yeah, sure. I'm down. Why not? Yeah. So, anyway, I mean, we don't have a... We could always set up a channel for our podcast, too, where we do some of the hobby shit. Yeah. Then the other race I would want to do is a throw. The throw. I've heard the, the name throw before. Don't they pair up with uh, the Tau? They're, they're an independent species. Yeah, but they're partnered up. They generally, yes, because... They the, weren't assimil- assimilated, but they're non-friendly ge- terms. Yeah. The Thrall are cool. They're basically like these... Okay, so le- let me stand back a little bit, seeing as how... Okay, so the Tau, what they do is they go from planet to planet preaching their greater good. Okay? The space commons. Yeah. They're, but no, they're not. They're not space commies. No, they're they're space Jehovah's Witnesses. We're here to talk to you about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're here to talk to you about our Lord and Savior, the Greater Good. Uh, you, come on. In in which case, if you don't, if you decide, nah, fuck the Greater Good, you're dead. Instead of, okay, on to the next, and then on to the next door, instead of, okay, have a great day, you get a fucking plasma round to the face. Listen, the only reason I'm quiet here is not because I, I all I can think in my head is, why would you say something so controversial <laughs> yet so true? <laughs> Yeah, they're space Jehovah's Witnesses. What after after they popped out of that warp storm six thousand years later with all this tech, they started a bit of a a bit of a conquest. Yeah, uh, they started you know assimilating other other groups of uh, of the other groups of spacefaring races into what they called the greater good, which was like a unification effort. Yeah, kind of like uh, the Emperor of Man's whole. Uh, yeah, uh, the 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 whole uh, galactic conquest without the whole xenophobic fucking yeah, flavoring. Yeah, 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 without the whole xenophobe flavor. So, what they do is if they they'll land on a planet and they'll and they'll send their greatest diplomats out to talk to you about the greater good, and should you say yeah, they'll assimilate you, and you continue upon your daily life just as you normally would. Right, and Freddy's whole. Co- Mexicanicum's whole comment about them being space commies is as long as you're putting forward effort and progress into the Tau uh, Tau, uh, society, you're just as revered as anybody else. Wrong? Wrong statement? The reason why I say they're like space commies is because, um... Your, your worth is the same, though. 
a minor is a minor, you accept that. Right. You do just as much as anybody else. Yes and no. A minor is a minor, and a minor will only marry a minor, and a minor will only have a minor. That's a whole caste system kind of deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're they're very class... They're classist, yes. Yes. They that, have a caste system. The That's what I mean by their space commies. They're, uh, okay, so my statement was not wrong. No. It was more your reasoning, or my interpretation of your reasoning was wrong. Yes. No, but, your statement is not wrong, just the interpretation. So, the whole, but then you could, you can't really say communist. It's more closer to, like, India. Classist. Yeah. Yeah. But there's there's really no disrespect among castes. There's really no upper and lower caste until you get to the ethereals. I don't trust the ethereals. Nobody trusts the ethereals. They're shady. Yes. There's a reason why they're a very long-living Tau. Yeah. Michael. Yeah, exactly. That's how they assimilate most of their races, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, there, was a, there was a troop of bugs, right? Of bug types. Yes. And they wanted to sit there and try to understand their language. I put air quotes. Yes. So they handed them like a, a ring so that they could translate. Well, they're, uh, the idea is that there was an added bonus to that ring of mind control. It's like as soon as they got the rings, oh, time to join. There is another thing that paints the Tao in a very... Different? Oh, dirty... Yeah. Dirty, dirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a race they came across. Mm-hmm. They invited them in. Yeah. They said no. Oh, they were a very peaceful race too. We were gonna go and do our own thing. Yeah, and we, we we're not gonna fight you. We don't want to fight you, but we don't want to join you either. We're not we're not into that. All right, cool. We'll let you live. All of a sudden, this mysterious illness came in that wiped out just that species. Yeah, I remember that. I do and remember that. It only happens after the ethereals come in. Right. That's they're they're sketchy as shit is what it boils down to. Yes, very much so. But uh so the Tao. Mm-hmm. You're saying. Oh, right. Uh what they'll do is the uh, as I was saying, what they'll do is they'll come off with very diplomatic means of, and they'll let you worship your, your whatever religion because like there have been planets of imperial, of imperial uh, imperium of man, mm-hmm. who uh, were assimilated into the Tao, and the Tao still let them worship the emperor. Yeah, as long as they work for the Tao, they don't care. Right. So, where was I going with that? Why the the Tau being space commies? Oh, space commies and yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like as long as as long as you're put and oh, that's where I was going with that. Anybody except the oh, okay, the Ethereum are exalted. Yes. Everybody else, from soldiers to miners to agricultural to what have you, whatever, right. whatever dynamic in society, they're all equal as long as they put forward work. Yeah, well, water cast each, 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 uh, sorry. It's like a pyramid almost. Yeah. So you have your ethereals at the top. Yeah. Then you have your water cast. Yeah. Which are your diplomats. Yeah. Then you have your air cast, which are like your pilots. Yeah. 
Then you have your Earth cast, which I believe are your scientists. Mm-hmm. And then you have your Fire cast, which are your warriors. Right, and you can't intermingle. Right. There's no intermingling of the casts. Right. But each uh, the recognition is that each job is each cast is very uh, valuable. Valuable. Each <clears throat> each cast has the one thing they're good at. Yes. And and they do it to fucking expert precision. Yes, very much so. That's so it's not exactly like one cast is better than the other. It's just one cast has their strengths and weaknesses and they straight employ a system of eugenics to make sure of that. Yeah, pretty much because almost all fire cast now that's the other thing. All fire cast are warriors and almost all fire cast are other races. Yeah. They are not Tau. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Um Tower pretty cool. I like their mech suits. The mech suits are pretty awesome. Macross. And yeah. <laughs> That's part of the reason why so many people compare the Tau to Weeps. Is because of the fact that they're their mech suits. Yeah, their mech suits look a lot like uh, Macross or Gundam. Yeah, very much so. Put you put you in the mindset of a little bit more of the Macross than the Gundam. But, yeah. Or maybe uh, Aquarion. I was thinking uh, Evangelion. Evangelion too, yeah. I I could see that a little more. I, I see it more as like the Eva suits. Yeah, the Eva suits or uh, some of the uh, uh, Warframe. Warframe. Yeah, Warframe would be a good example for that. Uh, the 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 merchants of Warframe. Oh, the Thrall. That's why we brought yeah, up yeah, the yeah, town. Yeah, that's right. So I I'm sorry for pulling us on the uh, tangestical. Uh, oh, so now we're going tangestical, not even tangential. <laughs> but the tower. Oh. Wow, we sunk some time into this. Yes, we did. But the the thrall agreed to work with the Tau as long as they're not assimilated. For the most part. Yeah. Now, the thrall's big thing is literally... Imagine a Michael Bay movie mixed in with some Steven, Steven Spielberg and some Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. They're going for the most cinematic... No, 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 that no. kill was perfect. No, let me put, let me, let me put. Imagine going to a Kiss concert with a Michael Bay production. Oh shit! <laughs> they are going for the most cinematic, the most amazing, the most flashy thing they can do. If the cool, they literally follow the rule of cool. Yeah. If it looks cool, we're doing it. Is it practical? No. no. Does it look cool? We're doing it. Humans of the 21st century. Almost, yeah. <laughs> that is their whole spiel. Like, dude, check it out, man. I've put RGB on my fucking laser gun. And my laser gun shoots lasers. Well, isn't that what a laser gun does? No, not those lasers. Light show lasers. But it's a gun. I know! It's fucking awesome! My laser targeting system is RGB. Yes! <laughs> yes! That is a thrill. And sadly, I don't know if they make tabletop models for it or not. It would be something I would love to see. So the the, the jellyfish from Spongebob. Yes! Yes! Yes, exactly. For yeah. days. Four days later. Right. 
So, alright guys, I think we're going to finish this episode off. Justin's over here looking like he's about to dead of me right now. Mm, yes, but no. You can... Fo uh, let, let's... We're getting to the point where we can start shilling. Okay. So, at the end of this episode, we're going to start shilling our... Uh, we're going to shill our social media now. On Facebook, we are Jack of All Games Podcast. Well, Jack of All Games. Right. I haven't changed the name to Jack of All Podcast, Jack of All Games Podcast yet. I gotta do that on... Yeah, on social media, as of current, by by the time the bonus episode is released, I think, we will be Jack of All Games on everything. No, our... So, we, Jack of Most Games on everything, because oh, of yeah, the yeah, fact yeah, right. that so, Jack of All Games is usually taken on all social media, and yeah, yeah. we're broke bastards, and we don't have the money to take the name yet. Right, we don't have the money for the uh, official Jack of All, or, you know, to be uh, verified. Right. Whatever. So, on on the rest of the social media, on Facebook, we are Jack of Most, or on uh, Twitter, we are Jack of Most Games. Yep. On Reddit, we are the Jack of Most Games Lounge. Okay, so I gotta change that. Yeah. Well, it's a lounge. It's a chat room kind of deal right now. Gotcha. Our subreddit, is a, our subreddit is a fucking chat room. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um... I've mentioned the Facebook. I've mentioned the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we we will have a YouTube channel up soon. Hopefully. And you can also find us at our website. Right now I'm still trying to work on getting the uh, podcast together and playing on our website at www.jackofallgames.podcastsite or podcastpage.io. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a mouthful, bud. Ain't it though? I will have links in the description. Yeah. In the in the description, and I think in the stream notes. And eventually, once we start getting this figured out a little bit better, we will have better. We will have stream notes. <laughs> Listen, we've come to the point. I had stream notes. No stream notes to put underneath the stream oh. itself. Okay. I so was... you have a description of the stream, and then stream notes. Okay, I was going to say, I have stream notes. I made notes for this stream. We didn't fucking use them. <laughs> but yes, we are on on Reddit. We are Jack of Most Games Lounge. Yep. On Twitter, we are Jack of Most Games. Our name is uh, Justin and the Bean. I was Adeptus Mexicanicus. Oh, on Twitter, we were uh, just... Our, our name on Twitter is Justin and the Bean. Gotcha. And... It should just be Justin the Bean. You can find us on Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor FM. Awesome. All under Jack of, uh, Jack of All Games. Sorry about that really crappy shill, but we're we still, did it. We're still trying to figure this out, guys. Bear with us. We appreciate it. We're both completely social, socially awkward on camera and on anything else. Dude, just say we're both socially awkward, period. Uh, there's a little bit more of a stab when I put it that way. All right, guys. See you later. <laughs>